Shrewsbury, New South Wales. Are you ready to rewind 80s? The Mixtape Tour comes to town Saturday, May the 8th, 2021. After the full house we had in Victoria, tickets are selling fast in New South Wales. Wear your 80s attire and get your singing voice ready as we bring you all the greaties from the 80s. To get your tickets, www.albreyentertainmentcenter.com.au and we'll see you in around seven weeks. See you then. sex again isn't it great oh. oh my god jesus christ welcome back baby oh thank you very much thank you very much and i've got to say thank you for picking up the show last week it's not i'm not one me and to the crickets. fucking me, yeah, yeah listen closely guys you'll hear the crickets in the back fucking in the backyard jiminy cricket fucking, fucking jesus. One, one day cricket you know yeah, they're all yeah. there are they i don't like cricket <laughs> oh no i oh. love them that's the name of the show. My own show is called I Don't Like Cricket. <laughs> How you going, guys? I'm Jay Jovi. Good I'm to be Sammy back. I'm Sammy Hardon from the 80s Montage. Oh, it's awesome, guys. Thank you for joining us. And we're excited because what are we doing today? A Prince special. Now, have you got an alias name for your name today? Oh, oh, I see. Mm. Um, Maybe we should be an alias. I've got one. Do you want to hear mine? Sure. Hey, Today I'm Annie Christian. Oh, fantastic. Because I was a whore. What was the one that he had and it was like Jeffrey Nevermind or something? Something, um, Some shit like that. Or maybe I just can be Camille. You could be Bob George. Bob George, From yes. the Black Album. Ah, yes. Who's that skinny motherfucker with the high voice? Yeah. Is that your cool? You buy that cool bitch? That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. You could be like that. You could be Bob George and I could be Anne Christian. Just for five minutes. Mm. I've always wanted to be Annie Christian. 
I didn't right. want to kill black children. That wouldn't have been right. Yes. I did want to buy a gun. That's though. good. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I would never have done that. <laughs> but, and I did spend my life in taxi cabs. Yeah, I love that. If you're a muso, you know what that means, you know. I remember going to the spot in a taxi. Every when week. When you didn't pick me up. Every week. Crying because I didn't have a boyfriend. Like, oh, I don't have a boyfriend. Because that was up. a long trip. As well. Yeah, 25 minutes. We used to drop you home though. You did. And I used to walk and roll down the street. And <laughs> fucking unbelievable. Oh, we are excited to do this Prince special, I tell you why. Yeah. Sammy and I, Prince is like where we meet, mate. Like Prince mm. is, we have lived and breathed Prince in our mm. life. And mm. I'm like, Prince to me, Prince's music. You know how in Muriel's wedding you can hear the fucking crickets? I've got the window shut. Have you? They're very loud. I think it's because you were pointing it at the window. They're yeah, fucking from the ve- loud. They're very loud. They're out in your veggies going, mm. oh, we're going to eat I them. I train them at night so they oh, get Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, you know in Muriel's wedding how she goes and listens to ABBA to make things better? Yeah. I'm like that with Prince. Yeah. When I'm going through a fucking tough thing, yeah. I put on a Prince song mm. and everything's better. mm Absolutely. I've had a tough time, guys, out there. You have. Going through some family stuff. Yes. My life has been turned upside down but the show must go on. So, And and, and for the people that do listen to the show, they do understand that. And, my God, you were incredible the other night at that show. Ah, just got through. At the Wedge. It was a beautiful atmosphere, wasn't it? It was. Really, really good. The crowd were great. But they would never know that you'd lost Mm. a... A relative. This is the thing. This is the thing about being a performer. You can go and like pull on a mask, you know, like a metaphorical mask and go out there. Nobody knows. They only know if you're fucking hitting the notes or not and I wasn't. So No, (laughs) you were. You were hitting the notes. Yeah. I've actually been dumped really badly by I thought was the love of my life. What, before you went on stage? Before I went on stage. fuck's sake. And then I went on stage and I did... Will you marry me? Madonna, Virgin Tour, some fucking stupid thing I did for the trivia show. And he brought his new girlfriend and the girlfriend looked at me on stage and laughed at me in my face and like like the thriller video, like. (laughs) I would have kicked her in the head. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. And I remember thinking from that day, we have sometimes the hardest job in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Where you have to be Mm. something else. Yeah. Because it's not just like going and opening up. It's being looked at by 100, 200, 500, 1,000 people, you know. Yeah. And you don't feel like getting looked at sometimes, you Well, know? that's what I said on the show that I did last week on my own. Ah. We haven't done 100 million videos of us doing Jessie's Girl in our lounge room <laughs> like dumb cunts. Yeah. Because we don't want to be looked at. Yeah. We want to put on a show. That's right. It's, yeah. It's what we do. <laughs> There's a difference, you know. It's just the fucking cover bands that make me yeah. like, shut the fuck. I know. You're only at Musicland every fucking week, you dumb cunts. <laughs> fucking Musicland fucking shit out. Anyway, <laughs> enough negativity in the world. <laughs> Prince, guys, Prince. Prince. Holy shit, where do we begin? Well, you wanted to go from 1980 to 85. But we should consider 1978 and 79. How about we bring them up to speed? Yeah. Yeah? Um, Prince was born in 1958, June 7, 1958. And correct me if I'm wrong, 
Prince, Michael Jackson and Madonna were all born within the space of a year. Yeah, they were. Isn't that amazing? The same age. That's incredible. Yep. I'm and just sure. like different background, you know, like different sort of upbringings and like incredible. They all, but you know what's incredible about the three of them? They all sort of suffered a bit of psychological abuse, which is what sort of pushed them to succeed. Totally did. They all did. Totally did. But they gave it out as well. Don't you worry. Oh, God. You know what I mean? I would have copped a bit from them. Yeah, I would have liked a bit from Prince. Fucking psychological Fucking any of them. Get your pussy in my face. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have minded that. So born in 58, Prince had a sister. His dad, his real name was Prince, Prince Rogers Nelson. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Now his his dad named him Prince after – um, something to do with something that he did as a muso because the dad was a muso as well. Yeah, I think mum was too. Yeah, yeah. The mum was quite religious. Mm-hmm. So he always had sort of religion in his mind, in his life. I think um, I think the mum was a Mormon. Mm. I don't think the dad was particularly practising but the mum was like a, you know, solid sort of Christian. And Prince grew up. He was a little bloke. He's, he's a little bloke. You know, yeah, and he all, he loved basketball growing up, being a sort of you know a um, uh, African American yep. sort of background youth, and loved basketball. But he always felt he was too short, but he could play fucking basketball. Wow. He was always going to be a professional basketball player really? or a musician. Yeah. Oh well, I'm glad he went musician. Yeah, because yeah. he was too short for to, let's let's pretty face much. It. He was yeah. tiny. Unless you could jump up on the ring and hang upside down and fucking jump up on my ring. (laughs) Anyway, so so awesome! It's already started. I love it. People, you know, have these kind of have these kind of um, ideas about Prince. They might know him from the Charlie Murphy stories from SNL. You know, when Prince hanging out with Charlie Murphy and Eddie Murphy. They might know him from like. Uh, Prince having a vault full of like old songs and music and all of this that he hadn't released. But in 1978 he released his first album. Mm. He was the youngest he was the youngest producer for Warner. Warner signed him and he was they signed him at 19 years old mm. and they allowed him to produce his first album. That was fucking incredible. Yes. Can, can you imagine how inspired they must have been by <laughs> him? No, they did offer the guy from the BGs. They said, "We'll get him to do it." That's right. That's right. And who was the other producer? Wasn't it somebody to do with And he went, "No, I want to produce it on my own." He did get his way with Warner a lot until about the 90s when she was. I think he had, like, ex- had extreme self belief. He knew what he could do. Well, that's another thing I'm going to look at later on, maybe in part two, is Prince, Prince's astro- astrology oh, chart. Oh, I see. Oh, yes. Oh. It's going to be Annie Christian's astrology chart. Oh, <laughs> lovely. So, so to rip through. You see through, all that in the chart. To rip through and bring us up to 1980 because we want to get started. He released his first album, it was called For You in mm. 78. Youngest producer at Warner at 19 years old. Mm. He was 20 by the time the album was released, but he wrote, arranged, composed, and produced the whole album bar one song. That one song was co written, that was Soft and Wet. Soft and Wet. That's right. 
but just co-written. He did all the arrangement, composing, producing, you know, and he played every instrument on the album. Mm. 27 instruments he played on that fucking mm. album. That's incredible. Mm. So um, he's still, I th- still believe he's Warner's youngest ever producer. I still believe he's mm. Warner's youngest ever. Mm-hmm. In 1979, um, uh, the, the following year after the band, uh, after the album was released, he'd form a bit of a band, you know, because they had to sort of tour and so forth. He got his mate Andre. Oh, what's Andre's surname? Andre Samai. That's right. Um, who was an old mate of his. Uh, he got Des Dick- Dickerson, Dr Fink and Bobby Z, who are like iconic sort of Prince names, mm. you know. And Prince trusted his mates. Yeah. I don't think he hired anyone that he didn't really know or get along no. with because you see that throughout his career where people jump on board but they're mates but yeah. they're really good musos. And he sort of he went for character. Yeah. You know what I mean? He really sort of went for character and he would train them up to speed. You know what I mean? Well, the the thing about Prince is he's probably got one of the best work ethics on the planet. Yeah, fucking incredible. Like he would rehearse for 10 hours a day, write yeah. for 12 and yeah. he didn't believe in time, he didn't believe in sleep. He actually didn't believe in time. Yeah. Yep, He that's was true. like, I don't want a clock in my house, you know. Which is a really good attitude because it doesn't age you. Because you can you just imagine go, if you could live like that? I kind of do. Yeah, I would love it. <laughs> I, I would actually love it. I kind of. I would start work at midnight. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm fucking. Just Prince, sleep but when you sleep and make. I'll work get up when at you one in the afternoon, work. but I still get shit done yeah. after midnight. Yeah, totally, totally. And it does help because if I had a day gig, I think I would go mental. Yeah. And you can't tell me that like just because people are slotting into a nine to five kind of reality that they're like super productive as a result of that. Like between no, nine and not. five, no. they're fucking no. first burp. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're um, on fire just because they're fucking at work during nah. the day. Nah. You are productive when you're productive. Did you ever look at people like that that? You know, if you had a piano teacher and you went to piano lessons, I went to piano lessons for fucking three weeks. That's all I could handle. Yeah. And they had a nine to five job and then they'd come and teach piano and then they'd do gigs on the weekend. And yeah. I used to think even at like nine, what the fuck are you wasting your time for doing a day job? Yeah. Like why are you doing it? It's just like self Because society I guess. says that yeah. you have to. It's just fear. It's just fear and sort of like fitting into fucking tradition and, you know. Pressure and yeah. I mean, yeah. Prince never had that fear. I remember driving to gigs, um, driving to gigs, and you'd be going for sound check. Sound check would be like at fucking six or seven, yeah. So you'd be like driving through the city when off to your job, um, whether I was acting or doing a gig or fucking whatever. And people would be like coming home from work, it'd be fucking rush hour. And I'd just look at them and I sort of had a weird. I had a weird sort of envy looking at them like, fuck, the whole world is designed for the nine to five and I don't fit into that. And, and like no. there was a, cer- a certain freedom within that though, like, oh, my God, I'm doing something different. And But but I still had like a bit of like I wonder what it must be like because I didn't have a real job until I was in my 40s. But, but there's a difference between doing what you're doing nine to five, which is teaching children and drama and creativity, yeah. to going off to an office and, and photocopying your ass. Doing marketing you know I mean? or something. Yeah. Not that Total there's different. anything wrong with that. There's but. nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But I remember even going to clubs because you've got to understand in the 80s, Dandy Nong was 
the Prince area in Melbourne. Yeah, right. Like it was like if you went on Wish and you ordered Prince, it would be Dandenong. <laughs> like everyone looked like Prince in the <sighs> 80s. We all went after the Prince lookalikes and we went to Charles in fucking Dandenong. Charles in Dandenong was like the biggest underage disco. Oh, really? Where I used to hear a lot of the protégés of Prince and a lot of Prince records that wow. I would never hear on Sounds or Countdown, you know. Yeah, Because yeah. Prince was very rude. He was rude. People call me rude. You know, Fuck yeah. He fucking is. Absolutely. Would he, Would do you reckon it exists in today's world? Not at all. No way. Jack you off and fucking, yeah. fucking masturbating with a and magazine. And have a listen to this. song Vagina's brilliant. What a fucking song. I know, right? Oh, my God. Okay. You don't get that anymore. No, you don't. We you say don't. it. We love the word vagina. Yeah, but yeah. But he wrote that song Vagina. <sighs> and What album was that on? It was when they released 1999 again, the reissue. They okay. got some stuff off the vaults. Why the fuck was that not on at the first time? Probably they talked him out of it. But that's a fucking awesome song. Yeah, no, How never beautiful made it. is that guitar sound? Yeah, yeah, no, it was a good rock tune. Fuck. Yeah. Vagina was a girl with the pussy, yeah. Yeah, that kind of shit. Fuck. No one does that now. No one can do it. And he's just, you, you know, as a muso, he's just coming up with the riff. And then riffing the vocals and just coming up with shit. Like yeah. he would write so much material, it Every would just day. pour out of him. It would just be like pure flow. It would be well, incredible. Well, he wanted to call Vanity Vagina. She, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you Vagina. <laughs> and she went, no. I'm going to call you Vagina. I would have been happy with that, working with Prince. For sure, call man, call me Vagina. vagina. I'll be happy with that. What? And your uh-huh. auntie's like, what, yeah. what's the name My of your new dad, Samantha? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> vagina. What's your stage name, darling? Vagina. <laughs> but my parents have seen me go through so much shit, they'd be like, okay, and yeah. tell everyone about it. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the trust, you know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. anyway, she didn't want to be yeah. called Vagina but I mean, we, love, <laughs> we love vanity but Fuck. just shit like that. Like in a never world exist. of the PC now and, yeah. and Facebook going, oh, how dare you call a goat a chicken, you fucking uh, That's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to see this shit ever again. No, 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 no. Not Yeah, and like look, fucking did you watch the Grammys the other night? No, oh, nah. Um, what's his name? Um, Harry Styles from <laughs> Harry Styles oh, yeah. was actually fucking amazing. Yeah, right. Um, and there's a Prince crossover. He had a song called Sign of the Times as well. Oh, there you go. You got to go and watch Harry Styles' performance on the Grammys. It was fucking great. Well, but he was the better looking one, wasn't he? 
Well, yeah, yeah, the, the the interesting one, you know, but still not Prince, is no. it? No, you know what I mean. No, we'll You're never get. You're never going to get that. No, not the weekend. Not fucking. No. It's not. It's not Prince. He's no. fucking incredible. Anyway, all right. So, I believe we're up to his second album was called Prince. Prince released in seventy nine. Beautiful. He had two singles. Why you want to treat me so bad? Yeah, I love you. And he had I Want to Be Your Lover. Great song. I Want to Be Your Lover. Great track. Yeah. That brings us up to 1980. Mm. His third album by the time he was 21, if my math serves yeah, me correctly. Yeah, would have been. Third album is called Dirty Mind. The opening track was the opening track of this show, Head. Mm. He had another single, Uptown, which I fucking love. Uptown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which went number five on the Billboard dance chart. So this was his first sort of um, charting success, yeah, because no one would have known what to do with him, you know what I mean? Well, the problem with Dirty Mind was he came out in his undies and he's fucking suspended. This is the thing. This is and the thing. And then he toured with the Rolling Stones and yeah. they fucking threw chicken at him. That's right, that's right. And the poor cunt just went, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. And you know like what? he got really discouraged by it. He wasn't purple yet. This is the thing. No, he wasn't. Was he? He only had a blue dick. That's right. He wasn't purple yet. That's right. He had the black undies, the black yeah. suspenders and the yeah. trench coat, didn't Did he? Did the purple come from your movie, Blade Runner? I don't think so. I thought he was a big fan of Blade Runner. Purple? Because he watched a lot of movies. He did love... Blade Runner. Yeah. But the pur- purple is the colour of ambiguity. And right. pr- Prince has always, and the colour of creativity. Um, mm. It's the colour of ambiguity because. Colour of sales too. Purple wouldn't exist if it wasn't a mix between blue and red. Yeah. You know, like polar opposites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was sitting sort of in the middle. Like he would have thought about everything, you know, like so much thought into every fucking thing that he did. Yeah. And. Um, he, but yeah, he wasn't purple yet. He was still, he was accomplished as a musician, but not his profile wasn't accomplished. Like his his sort of uh, status wasn't accomplished yet. Mm, but, but he Mick was definitely Jagger on the rainbow. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mick yeah. Mick Jagger loved him and he said, because they did the first night with Dirty Mind. Yeah. The Dirty Mind tour and they were booed off and it's yeah. fucking horrific what they yeah. went through. Mm. And I remember I think it was Matt Fink saying, you know, you um, you learn an instrument and you don't expect to be told fuck off on stage yeah. when you learn this instrument for yeah. so many years. You yeah. don't expect that. And they were running from the crowd and then he didn't want to do the second date mm. and Mick Jagger talked him back into yeah. doing it. Yeah. But it almost killed his whole Prince thing. Yeah. Because yeah. it just went, why is it so hard? And I actually think the sort of initial Prince thing was, uh, you know, partially due to sort of Dares and Dr Fink as well. So that sort of core group, they actually lasted for a while, you know, like things hadn't started getting weird yet, you know what I mean? They were just like, they're trying to make it, trying to make a mark for themselves. Oh, yeah. They, were sitting, they had the, the Lake Riley house. Where that was Prince's first house he brought. Yeah. I can't remember when. And they would sit there watching movies and just dream about being rock stars and just rehearse and rehearse and rehearse this yeah. stuff. And I guess coming out in your undies wouldn't have helped. I mean. What made him do that? 
Just to get noticed, I guess. He, I reckon he loved to dare. Someone would have said, Put your undies on. Someone actually said put your undies on and he went all right and he went out. But you got to I think, actually think it was a great idea. But you got to think of it like in a sort of um, African-American context. Uh, like he was mixed race. He wasn't just African-American. Yeah. He had some Hispanic But he's in front of a well. white crowd for the Rolling Stones ideally. Yeah, in front of that crowd. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like, but it's you like gotta being think, in front of the Hells Angels. you got to think of his upbringing coming out like in a pair of undies. Well, this is the thing when we look at his astrological chart, he has a lot of Pluto in his chart which is all about sex and just doing shit like that. It's his midheaven. Mm. All that stuff he did, you know, the sexuality stuff and, and you know, fingering fucking Apollonia and Purple Rain and shit, yeah. that's all his midheaven. That's where he was going in yeah. his life. That was yeah. that whole thing. So I don't think he thought anything of it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he was just putting out there what was happening for But a him. fucking bogan that wants to hear, start me up, is going to fucking think. But you know what? You they know? eventually came around. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they always do. You'd have to. Yeah, you would. I mean, if I saw someone with an elephant trunk on their cock <laughs> and they couldn't play music, I'd still be interested, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you'd go, yeah, that song's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But Prince had the songs. Yeah, that's it. This is the thing. Yeah, Absolutely. And he was just alluring at this. At this stage, he was just alluring, mm. you know. Um, okay, what have we got? So we're up to 1981. Mm. The fourth album was called Controversy. Oh, should we play it? Yes. Yeah, this is the album that fucking blew my tits off. Yeah. It's fucking perfect. It is. I'm 11 now. 11 is a big year for me and I think for a lot of kids. Mm. You start to find things interesting and they really develop inside you. Like you're like – so anyway, Controversy. I actually thought I'd heard Controversy on Rock Trip 82. Yep. This 18 original hits and Controversy. But it was before that because I got my mum to buy me the tape. Mm. Of controversy and you don't know what to expect. You've seen controversy, you've got the groove, you've got the whole, oh, my God, this is the best song. And It was played at all the blue light discos at my school. Yeah. And then you take the tape home and you swim in in your pool, which is your four-foot fucking backyard 80s pool with <laughs> fucking plastic light yeah. on it. Yeah. You put your toenail through it, it's fucked, but you, you go there. You fucked it yeah, for yeah, everyone. Yeah, that's right. You fucked it for everyone and your dad screams at you. And... um. I get this tape and I'm listening to Controversy in the Pool going, this is the best thing I've ever heard. <sighs> and then I heard Annie Christian, Annie Gra- you know, it, and, and stuff and and then sexuality and, and I'm thinking to myself, 
this is what I want to fucking be. I want to be yeah. a whore. <laughs> I want to be a slut. Oh, I found fucking it. Fucking I'm Annie Christian. Great. But not the violent one, you know. Yeah. So I did want to play. My father was very concerned mm. when I got this album and he said yeah. to me, I remember because I was only 11, <laughs> he said to my mum, hey, Diane, have you heard that Prince cassette she's got in the pool? <laughs> mum was like, no. Well... It's a little bit out there and it's a little bit out there. So it was – I think it was the stuff about the sex and, and yeah. everything that was so openly gotcha. But it's sexy music and it would have, like, got under their skin we, as well. Well, I don't know. It would have. Um, my dad was a bit Olivia Newton-John at this stage. So, yeah, he loved Olivia. <laughs> he loved The Girl Next Door. So Controversy by Prince. This was probably the first male artist I really fell in love with as but well. But you can't deny the groove of this song. Even before yeah, but he sings Aussies, a word. They, they just hear barbecue and barbecue shapes. They don't know fucking <laughs> if you call me rude, I'll stick it in you. Yeah. They don't know this. But it was this bit that I loved the most as a kid and it's from sexuality. And I really took it on as an adult. Like yeah. I was like, yeah, Prince is right. He's fucking right. Yeah. You know, if you don't teach me properly, I'm going to watch television and fuck everyone. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I just want to play this part of the song which – is from sexuality that fucking rocked my world as a kid, but I knew nothing. I knew nothing about what it meant. They look at life through a pocket camera. What? No flash again? They're all a bunch of double drags to teach the kids that love is bad. Half of the staff of their brain is on vacation. Mama, are you listening? We need a new bridge. Children watch television until they know how to read. Or else all they'll know how to do is cuss, fight, and bleed. No child is bad from the beginning. They imitate their atmosphere. I mean, the song's called Sexuality in the first place, so it's already wrong. Yeah. Your parents are going, sexuality? Yeah, hang on. Hang on a minute. And then I'm thinking to myself, hang on, I go away for a vacation every year. Is he talking about me? You know, it was just the music spoke to you. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, your parents kind of think, what's she listening to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I can't And you would say. have been really responding to it. You know what I oh, mean? You would have been fucking eating playing it, up, it and playing it and playing it. Eating it up like fucking popcorn. Yeah, yeah. You know, playing yeah. it. Annie Christian shoots fucking near, near. <laughs> you know, Annie Christian, you know, <laughs> like I fucking thought I was Annie Christian, man. I was like, um, this woman sounds incredible. I want her life, which wasn't true, but yeah. I didn't understand it. You all. just wanted to be part of it somehow. Well, it was a, it was actually Black Lives Matter before Black Lives Matter because oh, totally. they sort of say, you know, she killed John Lennon, shot him down cold, and then Reagan looked at the situation because he she was black, you know, right? And she shot a white guy. Right. So it was before we all went on about Fuck, it. That's and it's really clever thinking. Yes, it is. And I understood it in a pop song. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually got 
the racism yeah. that he was talking about yeah. as an 11-year-old, mm. which actually opened me up to make sure that I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But I loved I, it. Controversy, I think, is probably one of my all-time favourite albums. Now, this would be the beginning of when he would start releasing albums and it would say published by Controversy Records. Yeah. So he was taking ownership of, you know, he was realising quite early that he wanted to take ownership of of um, his original, you know, like his, uh, what's it called? His masters. He owned all of his masters. He owned all of them from this stage on. And this well, is the thing. Mm. He was contracted to release stuff under a label, but he owned all the masters. They didn't. So he was he was paying, you know, he was paying for the masters and he owned them. The publishing, you mean? Yeah. Like the recording, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Warner they had a very love-hate relationship. Yeah. And Yeah. Through all these dramas that happened with Prince and publishing and, and money owed and all that stuff, he actually became quite an innovator for when music changed and became sure. the internet thing. Absolutely. You know? And he understood it more than anyone before anyone had happened. He was he he was one of the first ones to circumvent labels altogether and mm. just speak directly to his mm. fans. But we'll get on to that because we will. it's we will. really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So um and another thing he started around this time, he started writing the liner notes, remember? The, the lyrics in the in the albums he would write himself in his own handwriting mm. and he would use that shorthand where yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of an instead the of writing I, I yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah, started yeah. all that shit. And he would do that right through to the new millennium. And that was part of his mystery, you know. Yeah. Um being a Gemini, it's interesting when I meet Prince fans and they go, I'm a Gemini. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, that's great, but yeah. I find Prince lived in his Neptune energy, which was his Piscean energy, his moon right. Pisces. Yeah. He had a lot of Pisces energy. Gemini is more of a salesman, like this is what I can do, blah, blah, blah. like yeah. they're really good telemarketers. Yeah. But Pisceans will sit there and create shit yeah. that goes on in their head and that people don't understand, but you go, fuck, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. You know? He did have the Gemini quality of having the the sort of um I guess like two two distinct personalities. And he used to say that himself. He used to say that he felt as if he had two people inside him and one of them was a woman. Really? Yeah. Well, he loved women music. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because he, he really played with androgyny. Oh, more fuck than yeah. more fuck than yeah. more than fucking I don't know. Bowie did. You know, he was really inspired by Bowie as well. Yeah. Um, but Bowie did, but like Bowie was inspired by Prince. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He used to go to his gigs. Fuck yeah, you listen to Bowie's eighties releases, they're like, come on, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. looking sideways at Prince, yeah. totally. Bring Which is unusual because you don't hear that, do you, where someone or Bowie's been inspired by someone, but he used to go to all the gigs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bowie was the scary monster mm. and Prince was more of the just sexual. Just sexual. Sl- slushy yeah. fucking yeah. thing. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Mm. He used to 
and I remember them talking about this. He used to sort of explore. He used to make an exposition of himself like a stripper would, but but he was male. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like he would be like the way that he would perform would be like how a stripper does but musically except he was male. You know what well, I mean? And men yeah. didn't didn't go into it as far as as what Prince did. He'd mm. go out like fucking in undies and like with the ass cut out of his fucking pants yeah, and yeah, yeah. in like full body leotards. Yeah. And it's funny because men come around to that slowly and then when they're there, they're there. Yeah. Like especially when he started wearing the purple trench coat, everyone used to want to wear a purple Fuck trench yeah. coat and, yeah. and he looked a little bit more masculine. Mm. He probably would have scared them with the undie man. Yeah. The undie man, yeah. you know, you've done undie man backstage yeah. in those days. Yes. Um, yeah. They'd probably be scared of undie man but – Did I? Did I dream? Dress up in the undies. You used to get in your undies all the time <laughs> and dance around. Did I? Oh, I don't remember that. Spot. Oh, see, that's when I was like Because you used to get changed behind the towel. <laughs> that's right. And your woman would hold your towel and then you'd go, undie man, you know. Fucking oh, Jesus. Jesus. I was like, oh, here we go. That's Fuck what you do when man. you're in your 20s, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. As long as it was you. Now we're still at 1981. In this year would be when he would start working on the side project, The Time. Yeah. With, what was his name? The Morris lead singer? Day. Morris Day. Yeah. So Prince started, I think he started realising that he was not just launching himself as an artist. He was def- about to define a genre. And that mm. genre would be new funk or the Minneapolis, Minneapolis sound. sound. Yeah? yeah. So to be in order to be able to do that, like if you're sort of out in isolation, it's like fucking standing out in the wind, you know. But what Prince did was create a movement. So he kind of had all these other like protege bands and other side projects and everything that he was um, Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. was my favorite part yeah. of Prince. And so Prince as an act sat within this entire movement that Prince had created. And you know, you just think like we call it branding these days. Yeah. We we call all these things branding where yeah. you like you have a color, you have a symbol, you have um yeah, a sound, you know, we call that branding. There was no branding back then in terms of musos and it certainly wasn't what Prince was doing. He was just creating. He was just yeah. creating, completely creative. Well, the thing with the time as well was they were in Battle of the Bands against each other yeah. in the early years mm. and – he knew how good the time were. Yeah. He wasn't just going, well, I'm fucking better than everyone. Yeah. He wanted to do some music. But I think with Prince he was ahead of himself a lot of the time. Yeah. So it went from producing the time to let's do a triple threat concert with Vanity, the time and me, you know. Big, and big, big. the time yeah. can play behind Vanity 6 and then the whole gig becomes a three-piece yeah. ensemble yeah. where – People just fucking feel like they're getting their Holy money's shit. worth, yeah. and you know, and First they, Avenue. I it, guess it's like it's like Bowie, where Bowie didn't just write he didn't just write songs; he created universes. Mm. So Prince used to do yeah, that as well, yeah, of course. And that's the because he had a Piscean Moon. Mm. Prince, I guess, because he did everything else, he used to make up 
managers' names and go, this is my manager, Bob George or whatever. Not yeah. that that was his manager but he used to make up pretend aliases, yeah. you know, um, so he wouldn't be looked at as doing everything. Yeah. But he knew he was doing everything but in business with the music industry it's like you have to make out like there's someone managing you or you have to make out like you've got this person doing merch or this person doing video mm. because people don't think it's real. They yeah. kind of go, how can you be doing everything? Yeah. Where he could do everything. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of burnt him in the end because then yeah. he started sort of not trusting people. Things started getting weird. Yeah. Yeah. They did get weird around the. <laughs> Wendy and Lisa. Yeah, the Wendy we'll and Lisa stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Very very interesting, but so where were we? We're up to 82 by now. So in 82 he would release his first double album, which was called 1999. Yeah. Do we Absolutely. play a track? Have we got anything? Absolutely, I do have. <laughs> Here we go. Don't worry, I won't hurt you. I only want you to have some. Yeah. How phenomenal. Yeah. This the song is so complete. How's that fucking intro though? Yeah, don't worry, I won't hurt I, yeah. I won't finger you. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't worry, I won't hurt you. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And I fucking don't understand awesome. people that don't know it. Like mm. I go, what you haven't heard that intro? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's yeah. so many different cuts of this song. Yeah. But this song for me opened another portal. Because I used to hang around with these prince heads and, mm-hmm. and people that we went to Casablanca's and we went to billboards and, you know, they were prince freaks. Yeah, know? yeah. Crazy prince people. Yeah. You know, they had fucking masks on their walls like, oh, you know, and we fucking, <laughs> yeah. you know, used to finger each other at night and stuff. <laughs> um, and, you know, stand there in our knickers. <laughs> and, and we used to do a lot of photo shoots in um, – where do they bury people? Cemeteries. That oh, was big with Jesus. a crystal ball. Like, oh, oh yes, of course. With a crystal ball. <laughs> I was big in that. And and I was right into wearing lingerie. <laughs> I'd go out in lingerie and stuff. 1999 opens another portal for me because we see a blonde girl in the video, Jill Jones, who becomes one of my fucking 
all-time favourite yeah. singers. Got the album here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Jill Jones, the album on vinyl. I've got 12 inches of Jill. She's my friend on Facebook. She wouldn't know oh, who the fuck wow. I am. But um, Jill becomes an important part of me because she's a female version of what I love about Prince. Yeah. And I didn't know who the blonde girl was but she was striking and there was also Lisa on the other end. Yeah. Because when they did start riding at Lake Riley they would use two hands. Like Prince would do one hand and Lisa would do it because they actually lived together. That's right. For a couple of years. Yeah. And I think Jill does that to be that special thing but – it was my friends that introduced me to the album Jill Jones and I was blown away by her voice. Yeah. And she was also on Lady Cab Driver and she had a song called G-Spot. Now mm. everything Prince writes sex. is about fucking sex. Yeah. It wouldn't happen nowadays. No. Which is so exciting but I just want to play a bit of G-Spot because I loved her voice and I think inspiration-wise she was amazing. Album G Spot. That album was that came out in 1987. So we're going a little bit before time, but I just did want to put Jill in there because I think she's relevant. 1999 was his crossover. Don't you think commercially where he became a crossover for black and white people? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Because this um, this album would go top ten all around the world for a start, but it was also little little red Corvette. Mm. from this album was mm. one of the first clips on MTV by a black artist. It was this mm. and it was Billie Jean, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, and that yep. was huge, you know, because you, I forget the cunt's name from fucking MTV at the time but, <clears throat> you know, he, he In believed. In Australia or US? No, American. Mm, oh, don't know. I can't remember his name. But he, he kind of had this ridiculous kind of. Prejudice against black people, like white people didn't want to see black. Mo- oh, it was too, con- yes, too confronting, yeah. too confronting for them on TV. But it was the the fucking best music, you know. Oh Amazing. god, yeah, absolutely. And we're looking at an album that has like little little red Corvette, delirious. Yeah. Let's pretend we're married. So this album, by this time, um, nineteen eighty two, is well and truly purple. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the trench coat used to be black, it's now purple, everything's purple. Can I just point out there's a fantastic podcast called Prince the Story of 1999, mm-hmm. Prince the Official Podcast, yep. which is the Paisley Park one fantastic. with this amazing girl. Now what they talk about in the 1999 section is this amazing woman called Peggy Macquarie. Mm-hmm. She was the engineer mm-hmm. at a studio called Sunset Sound who sat there 
and just did what Prince wanted her to do. Yeah. The thing I like about Prince is that he did rely on a lot of women. He didn't just fuck them. He yeah. used them yeah. as musicians. He used them as metaphors. Now, that wasn't going on much in the industry either. Mm. You've got to remember this was a man's world. Yeah. yeah. And Prince is going, well, I want to use you and I want to use you and I want to use this person and this person. Yeah. A lot of woman energy, which I think yeah. would have helped him create his, you know, androgynous sound. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just wanted to bring up Peggy because Peggy also did a little bit on controversy as well and she just said he was a really interesting dude because he mumbled, he didn't really speak. Mm. He was very introverted. Yeah. And I did get that story from Prince the Story of 1999, which is a great podcast. Fantastic. Oh, awesome. Um, From this album as well, 1999, you had Delirious. Yeah. Um, which I love. I love that song. Yeah, Fucking great track. Razzes me right up. Yeah. Um, the, I think this is the first, I mean, there were members from this, you know, in the current band from the very beginning, but this was the first time that they were referred to as The Revolution. Mm-hmm. And on the front cover of the album, the one in 1999 says Revolu- The Revolution. Oh, down, yeah, down right. the one. Yeah. Um, uh, it would have Des, Bobby and Dr Fink in it. Um, Andre had moved on by then. Um, but by this stage it also had Lisa. Yeah. Lisa Coleman. Yeah. And um, he toured with Jill Jones on vocals. Yeah. Um, after the tour, after the 1999 tour, Des would leave because apparently Des went really sort of religious and stuff but I really I think they just – I think they just fell out. I think they something I happened. I think Des wanted his own career. Yeah, yeah. And Prince understood that. Yeah. I don't think Prince was the type of dude to go, well, you can't go. He just went with the universal thing, like, okay, you want to go, I'll pull someone else in. Yeah, yeah. I did want to play from this album Lady Cab Driver. Do you love oh, that? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's give this a whirl, which has Jill Jones in the, in the BVs, but – it sets – I think 1999 as a single was very commercial but something like Lady Cab Driver was really different and yeah. really a really cool story. So yeah. let's have a listen. Cab driver. Now, as a kid, I thought, are there girl cab drivers? Like, as much as Prince made women to be these sexual objects, he actually quite, and I hate to say it in the Me Too fucking mm. thing, he actually brought women up in the world to be accepted in men's, in a men area. He sort of, I don't know, you know made, what I mean? made women more visible in a totally. way that. Wasn't just sexual. Yes, he used to sort of explore them as a sexual object, but also just 
um, examine them in like everyday life as well, you know. Like he he obviously had a fascination with women, you know. Absolutely. Mm. And the thing is, you know, using Lisa and Wendy and Lisa and then Jill and then Ingrid Chavez on the Graffiti Bridge album and just all these women, poets or whatever they were, he brought them to the forefront. Absolutely. Where we really noticed them. Yeah. Yet in today's world that would be like a sexual fucking turn off. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever you call it now. And this is where I came into it and went, well, you can be sexual. Yeah. And if someone wants to fuck you, that's their problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm actually going to be – I think Prince taught me how to be selective with people. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm hot. But I'm going to be selective. Yeah. I may not hang with you, yeah. but you'll be lucky if I do. Yeah. So it wasn't just a thing that actually was derogatory to women. It yeah. actually empowered women, mm. Mm. you know. Yeah. It was like an adult's version of the fucking Spice Girls if you really yeah, want to know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Prince says I can wear lingerie and not be raped, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't think that. Like I used to go out in lingerie. Yeah. And yeah. I felt empowered yeah. by that. And kind of – Go out lingerie and ex- and enjoy sex, and there was nothing wrong with that. Well, I don't think I was even having sex. Yeah, but this is you like know, when like I'm this 15. is what he was saying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, like my mum would it didn't have mean those that you were a fucking parties. prostitute. No, it didn't. It you know? was an art. Yeah, it became yeah. an art form. Yeah. My mum would have these lingerie parties with her old friends mm. and I'd go, Mum, I want the love heart with the see-through top and the undies with the fucking feather boa on it. Yeah. She'd buy them for me <laughs> because that was part of growing up. Yep. It yep. wasn't seen as, you know, and, you know, it wasn't slutty. Yeah. It was just sexuality and, and being a gotcha. woman. Yeah. But, yeah, I find it interesting how times have changed and, Oh my God, women in the music industry are a lot tougher than the average bear. They've got to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're quite renowned for saying, go fuck yourself to yeah, a guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anything of it, you know. Mm, yeah. Anyway, so that was 1999 was his breakover commercial. Really big, really sort of pushing out into the wider world and, and becoming like a contender on the big stage, you know. And and um, after Des would leave, he would be replaced by Wendy Melvin. Yeah. And this was the beginning of Wendy and, and Lisa. And this is the other thing. So we get a lesbian on guitar. Yeah. No one did that shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wendy and Lisa were a hardcore couple. They yeah. were shagging the fuck out of each other. Yeah. He's bringing this to the forefront. And it was always Fucking like. Fucking good on him. It's her friend. It's, like, it's oh, her okay. friend. Yeah. You know. Everyone's got a friend. Yeah. With the vagina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, it's like it was stuff that we learnt that actually made us stronger as people. Yeah. I, yeah. I reckon he was the best thing in the fucking world. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Fucking incredible. Yeah. Now, this is the first year in everything that we will talk about over these two episodes where there's not an album release, 1983, because he would have been touring the fuck out of 1999. Yep. uh, And it was a big metamorphosis for him. He was really – he was established by now and the following year, 1984 – would be a massive, massive year for him. Huge, huge, huge. He was a huge international star by now. You know, he was um, definitive of the 80s. 1984, he had something written into his contract 
from quite early on that said that any manager that came on board and had to work with him had to help him develop a film project. Right. And up until this point, he hadn't done any fucking film acting, no, TV acting no. or fucking anything. It was all just yeah. music. But it was contractually in there, yeah? Absolutely. And I thought I would play a commercial. Lovely. At this stage. Beautiful. From the 80s. Yes. Of that exact movie. Great. Prince in his first motion picture. Before he created the music, he lived every bit of it. Fucking how exciting. Didn't we shake in our undies watching that as a kid? Oh, my God. Fuck. It's actually, it's quirky but it's a fucking great film. Great film. Really, really good. There's heartbreak, there's fingering, there's uh, There's motorbikes. There's a couple of bands. Yeah. There's motorbikes, exactly. Yeah. Dance routines. There's cunts. There's dumb cunts that want to steal your girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All the ingredients. All the ingredients that intrigue you. As a kid, we were though. Now this was a sort of this was a film album co-release. So you had sort of the film came out, the album came out. The album was the soundtrack of the film. The album itself went to number one for twenty-four weeks, which was fucking amazing. The film was sort of semi-biographical, semi-autobiographical. Yeah. 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 Um, talking about, you know, fucking bit of an abusive sort of um, adolescence and everything and becoming a muso and being a bit different and fucking And going against the time and, you know, like in their old school days. Yeah. This is the first time that the sort of motorbike came into it as well. You know, that was a big kind of The purple motorbike. Was it purple? Um, Was it? It was fucking cool. It was fucking huge but he would have made anything look huge. Yeah. You know? He would have made his own dick look huge. That's right. You wonder, don't you? Was it big? Jesus. I look. I wasn't, and I hate to say this. I wasn't sexually attracted to him, mm. but I felt it in the music. Like it was like you felt that someone fucking you while you were listening to the music. Yeah. You know? He's definitely fucking you. I would have done something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course you would have. I've always said that on this show that oh, I don't really like satellite bodies. <laughs> Look, fuck, you know, probably because I couldn't get them. Now, off this album, 
Doves Cry. We had Doves Cry. Yeah. Yeah. Have we got any of that? No, honey. Have we got, oh, we've just played Let's Go Crazy as part of the ad. I do have Fucking something from it. I love that song. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we do that in Rewind 80s. Dearly beloved. Dearly beloved. We're gathered here today. Together this thing called life. Electric word life that means forever and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you. There's something else. The afterworld. Do you know I mean the um this band I was in fucking you know that fucking stupid band. <laughs> you said the he name. He honestly said, I oh, know I didn't mean to. He honestly said there's something else. The afterbirth. Oh. And Maddie and I went. Ah, no. Are you kidding? Yeah. Did he mean it? No. Was he joking? He's as dumb as dogs. Was he joking? He fucking thought they were the words. The, the afterbirth. <laughs> Yeah, Maddie, Maddie talked about that for days, not, weeks. It's not just this. It's not just life. <laughs> There's also the afterbirth. The afterbirth. That's right. Great. Put it in your freezer and munch on it. <laughs> what it's the really fuck? good for anyway, your skin. I have worked with some fucking oh, wankers, haven't Jesus. I? Jesus fucking white, white bread good fucking. Good dickhead. Yeah, I'm not racist. But. <laughs> He was pretty white, Brad. And Purple Rain as well. The song itself, Purple Rain, which yeah, closed the show, didn't it? But we also, oh, yeah, well, that's right. And that was really sad because didn't he stop Wendy and Lisa from writing the song and then in the end he went, all right, do your song. This It's, a, it's amazing which because was kind of the truth. it would lead on to other stuff. Yeah. You know, the Wendy and Lisa stuff was like weaved into the film. And these guys, you know, like all the band. Second bit. All the, <laughs> all the You're band. You're more than me. Yeah. All the band. Love it. Hello, was, America. Yeah. G'day. G'day, America. My Bert coming to you guys. Love ya. Um, they were all, all the band and everything were getting like acting lessons. He was like pushing them into acting lessons and fucking, yeah. you know, so that they could fucking deliver a line. And um, all of the stuff with Wendy and Lisa. What was weaved into the film that would sort of transpire later, you know? Well, I did want to bring up Wendy and Lisa because... In life. Um, I also have every album of theirs mm. and every 12-inch. So the movie about the fact that Wendy and Lisa being girls of the band mm. aren't going to get a song out there and then he plays Purple Rain, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that was true, but it was sort of true where Lisa used to he used to send the tapes over to Wendy and Lisa and go, put some shit on this. Do some stuff. Yeah, just fly it over with an aeroplane and they'd go, all right, what yeah. do you want, bird noises, whatever. Yeah. Because he used to, someone said that when they made mistakes on the demos, he used to say to them, just put an explosion in. <laughs> so the explosion you hear in 1999 and shit was a mistake just coming oh, up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So really? all that stuff that... He tried to cover up. And it's a really good thing to do because it costs money in the studio. So chuck a dildo on it, you know. Chuck yeah. some money at it. Yes. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, Fix look. It. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it up. Fucking <laughs> perfect thing. You've got to know how far you can go with your money. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. if you want to chuck an explosion in or fucking yeah. roofie the fucking elephant, do yeah. it. Yeah. If it's going to save you the money. Rest of the, the rest of the recording might, might have been fucking incredible. That's you know? exactly right. And it's one take. And, and you... in these days they didn't have Pro Tools. Mm, mm. They didn't have fucking let's just sync it up to the rest. Yeah. It was done on the fly yeah. Yeah. with either a fair light or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I did want to bring up Wendy and Lisa because Wendy and Lisa 
there was stuff that they did that really didn't get credited for. But mm. I just wanted to play their song uh, Honeymoon Express for everyone just to have a listen because their albums are incredible. Love it. Fucking nice. The girls are great. The girls knew their music. Yeah. And I think, I mean, they're still together now. Yeah. They live in LA yeah. next door to a friend of mine actually. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, and incredible musos. But, you know, the biggest gift you can have as an artist is when you get a group of people together and you might rehearse for 12 hours yeah. on fucking... Mary had a little lamb or whatever yeah. the fuck you've got going on. Yeah. And they believe you. Mm. Mm. And I think Prince loved that about those girls and everyone yeah. else. Yeah. It's it's a gift. It's like come to my house, let's rehearse this song yeah. about whatever. And it can become really powerful. And then, of course, Wendy and Lisa went on and did their own producing. Yeah. And, did a couple of tracks on Madonna's album, which they never got credited for, but we yeah. won't go there. I'm sure they know that. Mm. Mm. But on Purple Rain, let's just talk about the bands we yes. did saw. We saw the time. Yep. Now you wanted me to put in. So I do. Is that a good Morris Day? It's a jungle down there, bitches. <laughs> I had my first threesome to this song. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fucking but gold. I'm not going to say too much because you know who they are. <laughs> and, I, and I don't think Maddie's going to appreciate it. Oh, 
because, you know, many years oh. ago this was when oh I was a little God. crazy. We just got naked. Yeah. And started doing the jungle love dance. Yeah. And then oh, all yeah. of a sudden oh, penis we, and oh, vagina we, oh. was everywhere. Woo. And it was like, oh, are we doing this now? I was like, <laughs> it just happened. Uh, I'm sure mm. people have just jumped into a threesome. Uh, oh, After hearing a bit of jungle love. Absolutely. But yeah, that was my first threesome. Oh, and Maddie's going to go, oh, fuck you. <laughs> but when you were younger, you did that shit. Absolutely. Prince made you horny. It was a bit of fun. You were a horny pony. That's right. No consequences. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> does oh, oh, fucking oh, oh. It's fucking note perfect as well. What? You doing the fucking cookbook. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear um, We went and saw Pseudo the other night. Yeah. It's funny you say that because yeah. we went and saw Pseudo and Brian went, we've got to do some harmonies. And he looked at me and he goes, can you give me a note? And I said, yeah, I'll give you a C. This is Brian Cannon from Pseudo Echo. And I went, um, ma. And he went. And then Maddie went on his phone and it was exactly C. Yeah, yeah. And he wouldn't fucking shut up. Sammy, so when have you had your perfect pitch, relative pitch shit? Like how long have you had that for and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know, I'm just drunk. <laughs> it, it's scales, you know. Oh, fucking so, hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I do know awesome. where the pitch has to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not very masculine about it. <laughs> oh, that's better. Um, but also, look, I've got to I've got to bring up Vanity Six, just because. Yes, they huge together. part of this film as well. Well, Apollonia is more of the th- Apollonia yeah. Six. Yeah. But same bitches, just yes. different front person. Yeah, yeah that's so right. So you've got Brenda. Mm-hmm. Now Brenda used to do the video. I think it was on the Dirty Mind tour. Like she'd come along and do the video because Prince was really full on about shooting the gig and then making the whole band watch it. Yeah. Like it was a 48-hour fucking saga. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I would have dug mm. but not many people would go, oh, really? We've got now got to watch it. Yeah, yeah. But that was what he was like. Yeah. He visually needed to see everything work. Yeah. And Brenda, I, I think Brenda, the blonde one, who's a bit ocker, I love her though. Yeah. Did the video and then one day she was handing the video back and she started singing and Prince goes, oh, you can sing. And Brenda goes, oh, not really, I don't sing anyway. Because they were mates, she put him in, he put her in this fucking band with the girls. (laughs) And he wanted to call them the hookers. Oh, God. Which is perfect. Yeah. Of course, Vanity's gone, no, I don't want to be called Vagina or the hookers. Mm. I want to be Vanity. And Vanity was an amazing name. Yeah, it's good. She had some incredible songs. So um, I did want to bring up Vanity and, oh, I know Apollonia was in, um, Apollonia was more of the person in in Purple Rain. But when Prince died in Melbourne, not in Melbourne but in Melbourne. When he was in Melbourne right before he died. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, he was in Melbourne and then we got the call that he died. The cherry bar rang me and it was Batesy and he said, Prince is gone. I went, yeah, and I can't believe it. He said, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. And I went, oh, what do you want me to do? I'm a a female. Yeah. He goes, you've got to put a band together. You've got to put a Prince band together. And I went, oh, really? I'd love to do it but I don't know how it will come across because I am a female and I'm white. Yeah. It's going to look a bit weird. Yeah. And then he goes, look, I'll I'll hang up, think about it, ring me back. And I thought about it and I thought, you know, I would really love to do this. I would really love to do a protege and a prince band that, 
the songs that suited my voice because yeah. the falsetto stuff is really girly and I could do that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we went into the studio and we did Nasty Girl yep. by Vanity. Yep. And I got a little bit of a shock when we did it because I thought, fuck, I've really lived this because I couldn't tell the difference between my voice and vanity. Wow. And maybe I'm just being a fuckwit. Yeah. But I'm going to play this for – this was a band we had called Computer Blue. Hey. And it was probably one of the best gigs I've ever done. Yeah. Because the mental experience of learning new songs and yeah. having the band – it was Rewind 80s really yep. doing a Prince band. Um it was a really, really testing time. But was Dallas in that? Yeah, she did sax oh, one night. Fuck yeah! Yeah, but then I had Anton on sax for because we did Sheila Ree. we did Glamorous Life and stuff That's like right. that. So I just want to play our demo, and I know it sounds fucked, but the boys in the band were so fucking good. We did this in six weeks. We did yeah. two full print sets. Yeah. And I'm when I do a Prince band, I'm not going to go out and go, all right, let's do Kiss and fucking all the beasts, you know. I want to do – I started with Jill Jones, Mia Booker mm. and it went over people's heads but the real true Prince fans yeah. fucking got it. Yeah. And it was when we did um, – Baby, baby, baby. People just fucking Adore? lost their mind. At all? No, no, no. It was uh, a, what's it going to be tonight? Yeah. Darling, no, darling Nikki, isn't that called it's a from door? Purple Rain? Yeah, it's from Purple Rain. Can't remember. Now I'm drunk. I can't remember. Anyway, so we we did that, but anyway, we did um, a demo of Nasty Girls, and I got a little bit of a shock, I must say. So I'll just give that a whirl. This is um, and I want to play it for the boys in the band because they were just incredible. This is our version of Nasty Girl, the Computer Blue Band, which you can find on YouTube. <laughs> Fucking band. It's fucking great. I was like, I understood that vanity whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And even Craig said to me, dude, people aren't going to believe this is your demo. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just all there. Because yeah. I wanted to make sure it was perfect. Yeah. Because I know what Prince fans are like, and so yeah. they should be. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. But Apollonia was the main girl in this movie. Yeah. Did you go and see it straight away? 
No, I would have never been allowed to watch yeah. any. I was in sort of like you. I can remember this. I can remember yeah. this, but I would. Um, I, I would have never been allowed to go and watch this at the cinema. I watched it on tape um, when it was released on tape in the on VHS. Years. You mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so great. Yeah. Well, in Melbourne, they had a midnight showing. Oh wow! So it was in the city, and of course, I went with the Dandenong crew. And we rolled up in our Datsun 180Bs and yeah. I think it was at midnight, yeah. And I remember getting dressed in my lingerie and going along to see Purple Rain. It was the first screening. Yeah. I might be wrong. My, look, I think I'm right and I'm. it wasn't Greater Union. It was somewhere in the city and we all sat there. There was a full theatre yeah. waiting to see this show, 1999. Yeah. And we didn't. We weren't disappointed. Yeah. Because it was like... The story of bands and it was the story of your first girlfriend and throwing the earring away and, you mm. know, that kind of shit you yeah. did in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, which was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Fucking awesome. And it was filmed at First Avenue. Yeah. Obviously. And we, it just felt like we were in his world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Would have been incredible. Now, we're, we're 84, huge year. Um he got painted by Andy Warhol as well mm. in this year. Andy Warhol loved Prince and was sort of, you know, a little bit obsessed by him, you know. Um, we'll keep moving. Do you want to not finish this episode and then go to 1985? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's going to be Because we're on 118 it. at the moment. Beautiful. This is going to be – you know what? It's great to have you back and just talk yeah, about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know? I'm keen to get on to the next lot as well because it, it gets really interesting Okay. In the do you want to go straight through and not do a two-part? No, no, no. We'll, we'll do 1985 okay. and then we'll, we'll do pick up 1986 yep. next, So what next have you episode. got, 1985? Yeah. Yeah. So the seventh album. Seven is a, is a big number for Prince. Seven is – Prince's number. Yes. Because he sort of had religious beliefs, you know, God created the earth in seven days. It was God's number. It's also Prince's number, you mm. know. Seven, uh, he had a, a song called Seven. Yeah. Um, had huge significance for him. As I said, like he, he had a symbol, he had a colour, he had fucking, it was all branding, you know, like he, he claimed the things that were special to him. Uh, in 1985, his seventh album would be Around the World in a Day. I really loved it. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I really loved it. Yeah, yeah. It was left of centre mm. but every, everything I wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The singles off this one would be Raspberry Beret, a fucking ache for this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking love this song. You got to check out the film clip guys out there. So should we play the big one though? Yeah. On this album. For sure. They're all big. Yeah. But this album was a little bit of a weird album for him. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You kind of went, oh, which way is it going to go? Yeah, and you looked yeah. at the album and it was all these kids on the cover and, yeah. and stuff and you kind of went, is this going to be any good? Yeah. But yeah. then you went, fuck, mm, this is mm, great. Yeah. And, of course, the single would be This Ripper, which is Paisley Park.
Fucking amazing. Yeah. It's interesting because there was something sort of carnival-y yeah, about this, that's right. this album. And he hadn't done anything like that before. And, you know, like Paisley circus-y? was really big around this time in the 80s. Like yeah. Everyone started to wear Paisley. Yeah, yeah. He, his timing was impeccable. And Paisley was like a throwback to the 60s. Yeah. Like, like fucking psychedelia. Yeah. Psychedelia. And that would that would, um, that would, would be a bit of a theme for him as well, psychedelia. He's had a song called Shockadelia, remember? Shockadelica. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's Shockadelica. right. Shockadelica. Yeah. I think that was on. Girl must be a bitch. She's got your fun, your yeah. body and soul, Yeah, we're going to talk about the bootlegs as well. Shagadelica. Little bootlegs. Oh, yeah. Because 1987 yeah. is where we got the Black Album. Well, I want to mention that in mm, as we the open one. the next Yeah, oh, good. We'll, we'll do that. Lovely. I always wanted to be the kid in the video. I was a bit pissed off with the yeah. kids. I was like, yeah. how did they get a job with Prince? So fucking how special about that? them. Yeah. Yeah. They're really not that good. <laughs> yeah. Why not a chick from Clayton? <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Or fucking Mildura. Yeah. Stick yeah. a chick in from fucking one, <laughs> one Turner. Yeah. Yeah. But Around the World in a Day was an interesting one because you opened it up. I remember opening up the vinyl and it was this beautiful artwork. I don't even mm. know who did the artwork to tell you the truth. Yeah. And you didn't know what you were going to – it was like a kinder surprise. What yeah. are you going to get? What's this going to be? Fucking elephants. Yeah. What, what are you going to get? You know? Yeah. And it was an album that grew on you. Mm. You went, do I like it? I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. And even as you get older, a lot of these records – see, 80s Prince is my favourite Prince. Yep. I'm not huge on the 90s Prince. No. I love the 80s Prince. So because I guess we've lived it and we've gone through the motions of getting the album and going to brushes and doing that, that – it was exciting, mm. you know, and mm. we were developing in the mind. We were developing physically. Yeah, we were finding people interesting. We, you know, and interesting. You, you think like the eighties Prince is Prince in his twenties. Yeah, that's like right. he's he's young, creative, yeah. and mega rich, and just able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. You know, imagine yeah. that. Fucking incredible. But um, this would also have. The single Pop Life on it, which I love. Love it. Yeah, beautiful song. What's putting in your nose? That's right. Is that where your money goes? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We're at the end of this episode. I really want to jump into the next one. We're at the uh, sort of uh, 1985, halfway through the 80s. We've got a lot to go, a lot to cover. Um, I want to mention something and that's Dream Factory. Mm. So think about it, guys. Prince fans will know what I'm talking about yep. when I say Dream Factory and we'll pick that up in the next episode. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Part two next week. That's right. 
You can't do one Prince episode. It's impossible. No. You could even do this in three you episodes. You could do this for five just years. Just the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You could go through every fucking song. Yeah. You could pick one album and just do like a Prince album. Well, we did that with In Excess of Swing, so maybe we could ah, do a Prince. Yeah. Prince, Prince. We haven't done that for ages. No, we haven't. We, we should, should do an do album that. review. Yeah, nice. Anything mm. we want to say? Any shows we want to talk about at the end of this episode? Just Aubrey, which we played at the start the 8th Lovely. of May. Lovely. And you said... Sounded very sprightly in that new ad. You sounded I was about drunk. eighteen or nineteen. Oh, good. Yeah, it's good to lovely know that and I fresh. Sound sprightly. Yeah. Oh, no, fall back. We've got the South Morang fucking hotel. Good on yous. We're back. When are we back there? Twenty second oh, of May. I don't know. Something like that. I think that. it's the twenty second of May. Look, anything could happen. Uh, the Sphinx Hotel, the Sphinxster. Stick That's this right. one up your ass. What about twenty second is South Moran? Twenty second of May, is it? Yeah, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Sphinx isn't until June. June, yeah. But what else have yeah. we got? We've, we've only got private functions. Mate, That's we've right. got lots of shows coming in, but sort of. Lots yeah, of, lots of, we're just about to be bombarded. Lots of corporate this and that. You yeah, know? we Which have is great we've got weddings. For us. Weddings, crazy weddings. Everyone's getting married because yeah. they and couldn't they're all last old year. Spot people. Yes, they Should are. Did I tell you about the couple that rang me the other night? Oh, no. Were you the guys at the spot? Oh. When I went. Did you shout? Yeah. Did you, did you go to the spot? I said, yeah, that was us. <laughs> the guy is real? I said, yeah, that's Jack. <laughs> okay, I want to book you. I'm like, <laughs> and, I went, and I'm like, well, you do realise that was another band because I, <laughs> I am careful that I'm not being recorded by other yeah, bands yeah. to get sued, you know, because I wouldn't fucking put past anyone. <laughs> Um, and I went, you know that was another band, but look, we're all in the same is band Is that the together. one in November, the wedding? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. October, yeah. October. October, all right. San Remo. Lovely girls, but oh, you can yeah. just hear that they've been to the spot because yeah. they're so abrupt and straight to the point. We want to get married by the spot. Yeah, they will look. We want we to book the They'd be telling spot. their friends now. Remember when we did with yeah, You'll never fucking guess <laughs> who we got. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you never fucking guess. No, guess. Oh, it. Show I couldn't you believe think. it. Couldn't believe it. We just you fucking said, think we got, bro. Yeah, they must find us on the internet and then go. <laughs> Did you do the spot? Oh fuck. Yeah. I told you how I used to. Um, I used to work in that restaurant for that footy player that used to come yeah. and watch us at the spot, <laughs> and then, um, and then and it was great because I could get away with murder. It was really good. And then, like, I was because um, I was like, sort of like. Work the floor like a maitre d sort of do a well, bit We were work rock now stars at the spot. Yeah. It was and like was, suburban rock star material. I used to see this couple. They used to come in every Friday, Sunday night, yeah, every Friday, Sunday night and I got to know their kids and fucking, you know, she was gorgeous. He was a big fucking, you know, big fucking tradie, all big and serious, wogs, of course. And um, they were like, you know, I knew them for about a year and then they were like um, – you know, we used to go out all the time until we had kids. Where did you used to go? We used to go to the spot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm well, like, this is our second kidding. spot couple that we're doing because yeah. we've got Amanda. Yeah. And now we've got um, Amelia. Oh, great. So we'll probably remember their faces. Awesome. But then she said something really funny. She goes, Then it got really weird. Like there were stabbings and shit. <laughs> what? And I went, Yeah, I know. She goes, Why? I said, because Jay and I left and everyone became bored. That's right. And they started killing everyone each other. Everyone was there yeah, and yeah, they yeah. didn't know what to do. Because when we were there, we could say, stop, don't fuck stop up. Stop fucking yeah, fighting. Exactly. Stop fucking fighting. <laughs> right? We could say shit and they would listen. 
And then the new people came in and they were just like, pushovers, mate. Talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I explained hilarious. this to her, and she goes, "Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. You're not there'd, wrong." There'd be um, there'd be like three and or I'm like, four. If, Amelia, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> three or joking. four massive cultural brawls. Remember? Oh. You know. And I was too <laughs> interested. I was. Fucking everything. Oh, in we'd that be venue. like the backing music to the fight. It's like <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Remember, we wanted to do Eye of the Tiger, and they said we suggest you yeah, don't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, they were like, don't do it, bro. They do. The people at the gym will fucking bash each other. <laughs> and I went, look, I'll control it. Let me sing Eye of the Tiger. Uh, Became our biggest song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, completely stupid <laughs> rendition of that uh. because. I don't know what he was thinking <laughs> when he programmed that, but it was fucked up. All right. What are we on? An hour oh, and a half? Oh, we are going a long time. Let's wrap up, baby. We will wrap up. So um, subscribe to our show if oh, you think. Oh, definitely. Mm. Like, share, rate, review and become a subscriber. Very important. Come on board regularly. Subscribe to us. Become a follower. We're on Spotify, iTunes. Oh, there we go. Wasn't me. You'll notice. Wasn't me. Must have been the cat. So then, then, um, then oh, what you can point. do is the cat is comment. Give us rate and review us. Give us five stars. Write a little review. If you want to write us a message like, hey, Sammy and Jay, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Do it in the reviews. We're just laughing. Do yeah. it in the reviews yeah, as long as you give us it. five stars, but write it yeah. in there. And if somebody fucking writes, Sammy and Jay, go fuck yourselves. Fucking this you'll get week, a free t shirt. I will come around and pull you <laughs> off. <laughs> Bingo. All right. Nice one. Lovely way to wrap up a Prince episode, Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Gonna jack you off. Yeah. Now, if it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs>